as you rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening, everyone. Welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind. This is season five. It's episode 19 and it's a sad night because it's the last podcast of the year. But we're going out on a high and why wouldn't we be? Because we were in Croker yesterday witnessing two very excellent games of Camogie. And we're going to chat a little bit about people who give out and moan and be grown and I don't have enough for a team for the weekend and blah, 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 etc. And yet Clan Morris Kerry went out and won an All-Ireland final yesterday with 17 players on the panel and fair play to each and every one of them. What an achievement. And then we'll chat about the... I won't say the main event, but it was really the main event because the senior game is always the main event when it comes to things. Digsborough and Sarsfields of Galway going head-to-head in a titanic battle for the Senior All-Ireland Champions. Who was it going to be? We'll find out a little bit later on because I am joined by two experts and two warriors themselves, both of them All-Ireland winners, Anya Fahi and, well, Anya Farla actually. And Paul, I'm going to do this way now. It's Paula Dowling Murphy. I'm going to give her the double barrel. <laughs> and I don't mean that with a gun because I never know which surname to go with, Paula. But anyway, you're getting the double barrel tonight. Oh, thank you very much. Anya, how are you? You. Great, thanks, Martin. How are no, you? you're not. You're tired, like every one of us. Tell I the am truth. Tired. I am tired. It's been a it's been a long, hectic weekend, but it's great. It, it certainly has been yeah. a long weekend, but I mean, we've been privileged enough. I mean, we were in Crow Park yesterday, twelve months previous, mm-hmm. watching James Stevens take on Clonduff in the intermediate final, and we were in Crow Park. 12 months later, watching Dixborough take on Sarsfields. We've been following their journey all along through the Come On Kind Team of the Year, the Club Championship, the Leinster Championship. And yesterday, it ended up in Crow Park. The only place to be watching over the Dublin sky on the north side of Dublin. It was a beautiful night. Lillian is rolling her eyes up at me again. I'm not going to do the monologue over and over again. I done it yesterday live on the radio. But this is part of why we love doing what we do. The referee walks. Is he? Is he? It's are the All Ireland champions for 2023. I thought Anya was going to clap her hands off beside me yesterday. She was so excited. But I mean, how could anyone not be excited, girls? Because I mean, yesterday was something special. And I don't know how you feel, but I've said this before. 2020, yes, COVID was in, but we were in Crow Park on a very eerie night, but the lights were on. It was a beautiful spectacle. The setting was lovely. And I have to say, playing a final in Crow Park at night time, it seems to me a little bit magical. Is it just me? I would have loved if the game was on at two o'clock. <laughs> you know, it would have been on at maybe two, three o'clock. I think you know, for everybody, I think for uh, supporters and families alike, I suppose it was a, it was a long day in it was a long day in Crow Park for a lot of people. But listen, you're right. I suppose coming into Christmas week, uh, the darker evenings, obviously coming about coming on board, Dixborough aren't going to care if that match was played at seven o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the evening. They got a, they they won it and they they're coming home with an All Ireland title and that's all that matters to them. They certainly are. And I mean Paula, you were talking about Clan Morris as well, being the Kerry team, you have Kerry roots. Uh, um 
you know, we, we, we said it all along. I mean, we were looking, we thought it was 18 players they had on the panel. No, Actually, no, no number 16. There were no yes. some goals. No 16, 17 players. I mean, let's start off with I that. I was laughing at that. 17 players and they've eight of a backroom team. <laughs> they nearly have more of a backroom team than, and fair play to them. But like, I mean, that's some slog, lads, if you think about it. 17 yeah. players pulling together for the whole year and that is a long season. Like, they've been so successful the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to admire them. It's well, the consistency they're able to keep up to. Yeah. Do you know, it's really good. It's unbelievable. See. And I mean, to even have that short of a panel but I mean it, it just goes to show then that the panel is obviously very important because young Amy O'Sullivan came onto the field yesterday she probably wasn't on with her first touch of the ball I'd say 40 seconds on the pitch she if had the even. ball in the back of the net um, getting a goal and she contributed two further points then as well getting 1-2 of the 1-7 was it 1-7 7 points in the mm-hmm. end it was Um great victory for Clan Morris to be fair oh it was a great victory and who I thought was really good as well was Danielle O'Leary she was number 15 she came out a lot and won a lot of ball she did she worked like worked like Trojan like you know but and and I suppose we're all watching to see Patrice Diggin because she'd be one of the more high profile players Um, I think Nafina had their their background their work done and I sort of not neutralised her a bit she didn't get as much freedom as she had in previous matches but all of the rest of the girls then stepped up to the mark and did brilliantly really impressed with it I think the female will be kicking themselves a little bit because the bits that I mean we were there right from the word go they had lots of chances to get scores including goal chances but in fairness to the Clan Morris goalkeeper and the back line I mean they stood firm they held their ground you know they were very, very tenacious in their tackling. It, it was a, a physical game, but it was a great game. Oh, but very physical. Like, I mean, there were some of the tackles that were going in, there were crunching ones, there were shoulders to shoulder going in on tussles. And you could actually see, like, the reverberations of the bodies against each other, you know, that kind of thing. But, like, it was very physical and, and really good standard as well. Because, like, I mean, we're watching and you're wondering, okay, you'd always be looking if Kilkenny champions had gone through how would they have fared and they would have been hard pushed to beat either of those teams yesterday because it was a really good game was I mean okay it might have been a bit low scoring compared to the senior game but there was a lot of tactics involved the backs were very good on both sides scoring was hard to come by you know there was a lot of space being given in the forwards I mean Clan Morris will probably be kicking themselves they played with one in the forward line for a long period of time the ball was going up and it was coming out twice as quick because in fairness to the poor forward and I think it was Jackie Horgan yeah. who may have been in there on her own a lot of the time she was working hard but the ball just wasn't going yeah, away they changed the tack that when they brought in Amy O'Sullivan and they had two in which made a fierce difference in the big time and made it like at least then they would something to aim towards but the number of balls that were being cleaned out by Claire Coffey in the FINA she was the full back she had a fantastic clearance any ball that she cleared was coming well out into the opposition 45 and like I mean she was travelling out with the ball it was it was, it was, was sort of nail biting stuff like it was going from one end to the other it was basically going in between you could base the two 21s yeah, and backwards and forwards. It was kind of yeah. like they had a game plan from the get go that they knew they had a, with their small panel that they had to pace themselves. They didn't panic, and they didn't panic. Mm. No, they didn't. But I just thought the way they they handled the ball, we thought they were shooting themselves in the foot. Now looking down at it for long stretches of time in the first half, especially when they only had one in the forwards, and there was a lot of ball going into the forwards. But it was like their overall game plan was to pace themselves for the first half and then come out fighting in the second half and that's what they did. Oh they did definitely and I do think bringing in Amy O'Sullivan and Annalie and Ryan the two of them did make a difference that young girl Amy O'Sullivan was not afraid to go no. in and contest the goalkeeper and did it legally 
which was yes. a big thing as well and put pressure and the Nick Neve Kirby was very good in like you couldn't fault for the goal and she pulled off some great saves as well for Nafina when she was in there she certainly did and I mean Amy was the, the one that got that little flick on she put pressure on the goalkeeper forced the goalkeeper I won't say into the mistake but I mean it certainly was a good tackle by Amy and then the history is follows on I mean they just didn't relinquish that lead any little bit at all at all and for a Kerry team and I don't mean that facetiously or you know being well, disparaging it wouldn't be the, it, it wouldn't be the first it wouldn't be the first Gaelic sport down there it wouldn't be the no. football no. would be the main sport down there but I mean, and they're, they're brilliant. And I mean, so mo- most of them, sorry for cutting across you lately, is they make up the Kerry team. I was just going to that's say, going to play they it, make up I mean, the Kerry team, yeah. Which is brilliant, like for a club themselves who has only 17 players, that the majority of them is coming and playing on the county team as well. Like, it, and like they're credit. not all youngsters because I was looking at them going up <laughs> to, to, yeah. going up to, to uh, pick up the cup. Like oh, there was, there was at least four of them with small kids. Yeah. And carrying them up and... and it just, you know, it proves that age is relative... It does, but it proves that it can be done and excuses like, oh, I can't turn up to training because A, B and C. Like these girls are turning up. They have small kids, they have families, but they're still able to train for Kerry and for their club and they've reaped the rewards yesterday. You're only as young as you feel. Isn't that right, Paula? I'm only 28, so it doesn't, I just... And I'm only a child. I only finished my career early due to an injury. What's your excuse, Sonia? <laughs> well, if you're 28, I'm only 16. Ooh! Oh! Oh! Season oh. of goodwill. I'm not feeling it now. <laughs> when is that? I think the, the season s- of goodwill. I think the season of goodwill stops at the door as soon as we come through it here. <laughs> Um, but no realistically and genuinely like it is a fantastic uh, achievement for Clan Morris and um, we congratulate everybody that's involved down there uh, and it's it's great achievement for themselves commiserations to Nafina they contributed to an excellent game so they have and I'm going to get it in early now because I mean even though some of the crowd probably wasn't I mean both referees certainly added to two very good spectacles as well and leaving the teams at it because that's what they want to do they want to go out and play um, and we loved every minute of it and you're always going to get a, a bit of panto especially around Christmas when a referee makes a wrong decision you're going to get a boo or an old heckle or something out of it I don't think Philip or Ray would have heard any of that going on yesterday um, but uh, well done to our officials and also because we are Carlo Kilkenny radio station here we did have representation as well besides Dixborough in the final because this Dempsey was the line uh, official during that intermediate club final of course one of our more experienced and former All-Ireland final referee and then later on we had Shane Foley from Carlo who only graduated from the Peter Downey Referees Academy yesterday as well but Shane was on fourth and fifth official duty yesterday at the game in Crow Park and an up and coming referee is Shane and delighted to see that happening as well but the main event was Dixborough and Sarsfield. Sarsfield's coming into the game with two in a row, going for three in a row. They'd been to Crow Park seven times previous. And what a game we got. Yeah, it was a brilliant game of Camogie, to be fair. Like, it was probably one of the, the most outstanding games of Camogie that we've certainly seen this year, probably club and inter-county level. Like, there was a really, really high standard at it. Um, and it was just, and it was from the get-go. The very minute the ball was thrown in, like, the first couple of minutes, first seven, eight minutes, it was, like, point for point. And you didn't know, that it didn't look like there was any team going to let up. Both teams went out really strong. I think definitely Dixborough went out a hell of a lot more aggressive in the first half than Sarsfield did. I actually looked at one stage and 
to me it just looked like Sarsfields they, they, just, they couldn't handle Dixborough at all in, they, sure, they, they were a little bit shell shocked I'd yeah, have to say I think they were and I think oh they were more than I think a little bit shell shocked yeah, like, I, I don't think they expected it at all they really really didn't but like Dixborough kept that groove on and I know okay whatever they conceded that goal which was it was a cracker of a goal from Schmo- mm. you know very clever the one handed flick and then Sarsfields came on the attack again and got another point but Dixborough remained really really calm and ended up going in at half time with a point up like and you know they just they didn't they didn't lose any focus at all and it was really really good to see it certainly was great to see and I mean we had a lot of supporters in the stands yesterday we were chatting to this man at the preview show before the Leinster final and he was a bit like us all Kem almost half six yesterday because we were all nearly brought to tears and that is the great Dixborough man himself Mr Tom O'Donoghue Tom how are you this evening good sir? Uh, not too bad thanks well it certainly was a great day for the club yesterday, to be fair. I mean, did you ever think that... I mean, you probably would have thought maybe the boys might have got there a bit sooner and maybe they might have had a final, but realistically, when you were starting out, did you ever think that you'd see the girls in Crow Park lifting the All-Ireland Senior Club Cup? Oh, not my wildest dreams, Martin. <clears throat> but um, I didn't think I'd ever lift a seat today. That uh, to, to win a senior all Ireland, uh, particularly with uh, we go back to 2008 or 2009 when we were relegated from intermediate down to uh, junior. We probably thought it was the end of the world at the time for us, but we've God we bounced back. And uh, after two years, we came back up, and then after another two years, we went senior. And thank God, we we're gone from strength to strength, and none made last. Tom, I suppose when you look at it in such a short space of time, I mean, you won the first county final, I think, just four years ago, back in 2019. You know, you were in the, the county final as well last year, got beaten, came back again this year to win the, the third one in total. Like, I mean, it's a relatively new club, you could say, at senior level, but to get the county title, to then go on and win Leinster, and to do the All-Ireland at your first attempt when you're in the final as well, like, this is a special group of players. Absolutely, absolutely. There were a special bunch of players, and like uh, it took a long time, we'd say, to get them there. We'd say, we'd say before Doran and the lads there, Jim Kelly got into a county final, and they were beaten them as you said. Then they came along then, and they're relatively young, and still very relatively young, and it was a great achievement. They've brought from level to level, and Doran and the lads have brought to a, a different level altogether. The half, which is a credit to Donald and, and his team, and a credit to the club. Well, it certainly is. And, and you can take some of that credit as well because, I mean, yourself was instrumental in setting up the Camogie Club in Dixborough as well. And, I mean, all the work that's being put in is coming to fruition. But, I mean, we looked over in the stand at one stage yesterday because we were actually looking to see if we could get hold of you even to get an interview afterwards. And we couldn't really go near you because, to be fair, and I don't think you'll mind admitting it, I mean, you were in tears yesterday. I was nearly in tears out in the field interviewing the players at the time. I I mean, the occasion itself, as soon as that final whistle went, that Dixborough were after winning the All-Ireland final, all the emotion, I think, just came into everybody that was up at that game yesterday because we were all so happy and so proud of that group of players. Yeah, I, I, I have to admit, I was very emotional 
in the finish uh, or the final whistle, went particularly when you'd have somebody involved in, in, in the scene and everything, and it was just so fitting for 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 Margaret and myself and Edward, and then to see Neve there to play in an All Ireland final and get on in an All Ireland final, and what was more fitting altogether, I think, is that her three children were there to see it. There's lots of people know about our dads and mums, women winning all earnings, but they, they don't ever get to see it. And thank God I was alive to see it. And my six grandchildren were alive to see their and three to see their mother playing and the other three to see the rank playing, <coughs> which is very, very emotional, particularly for she got such a bad injury earlier in the year and she got back to, to, to get it really made it special. <coughs> Tommy, you, you nearly have us all in you, you nearly have us all in tears here now ourselves. I mean, you can you can feel the emotion there with you. But I mean, even for yourself, I mean, as you say, you're a granddad to six grandkids. To see them there, to see their mam in Crow Park, because as you say, normally it's the lads, normally it's the fellas that they're going and they're following. But to see the women, to see their mam go into Crow Park, get out to play, and then to go up the steps of the Hogan stand and lift that cup aloft up, and the the pictures will be there forevermore. Like it's something special and something that Neve certainly will never forget, and her kids won't ever forget it either. Oh no, they won't. But as I said to somebody last night, then when we were back in the club, um, it just made it a little bit more special. But it would have made no difference the way I felt on how we won if Neve had not been there. It's just that it was just so unreal. And to see all the older girls, uh, you know, we coach coming up along and the all there and their partners there and everything. And it's just to see it all come together was unbelievable. So it was. And it must be really unbelievable for, we'd say, the likes of Mikey Clifford and Brian Feeney and, and, and them to have two and three girls playing. It's it's. It's just unbelievable. You have John O'Gorman there, soldiered with Dicks for all the years with two girls playing, Marvin Hanrick with, with Arla playing. It, it just made it so special. This group of players, and I mean, we can always look at things, and I, mean, I suppose ourselves, when we are involved in the media and everything else, we look at teams to see what way they can progress into history and all. But, Tom, when you look at Sarsfields, I mean, they've been in seven finals over the last eight years. They were going for three in a row yesterday. They're a phenomenal outfit themselves. But I think Dixborough are nearly better than what they were when Sarsfield started to come into their own. I mean, they were winning the Leinster or the Connacht, there was no Connacht, but you know, the Galway Championship, I should say, and then going on to All-Ireland Finals. This Dixborough team, they're a young team. They can be there for a long time, yes, do you think? Oh, I, 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 hope, I hope they surely will be there for a long time. And that, that that's up to themselves Hopefully, this is not the pinnacle of their career that they would be known as probably one of the greatest teams if they stay going. As you said, they're very young, and uh, and, and and what really makes it special is they're so enthusiastic and they're so willing to learn every day to go out to to to, to, to put things right that they didn't do right the day before and everything. And particularly, and the most be great credit given to the girls and also the management committee for the way to turn things around. We could easily have dropped away after being beaten by Thomas Town in the county final last year after being red-hot favourites to go to it. But to come back and win, 
the way they won this year and to progress and go to the All Ireland. And might I add, <clears throat> and every match there were underdogs. No, nobody bar ourselves getting a chance to win, which makes it really, really special. I think. Well, it certainly did. But I mean, the enthusiasm when they have the likes of yourself and a few more on the sideline and very passionate about it. I mean, it, you wouldn't but pick up something from that as well. And it just goes to show how much that you even love the club out there. And I know you do because you're a great Borough man. But to see that happening over the weekend, I know you will have took great pride in it because even chatting to you the night out in Dixborough before the Leinster final um, and coming into the, the second time ever that they were only in a Leinster final final you said it to me early on they'll do it you had that much confidence you had faith in them and I knew myself behind it as well even though we didn't say it publicly because we wanted to keep it on the down low but realistically we felt that this was a special group of players Oh absolutely very special as I said to you in the borough I'm a, I'm a long time involved in the borough the club I'm watching in Dixford and everything and they are the best bunch of hurlers I have ever seen in it and we, as I said, we had some very, very good individuals and, and teams over the years. But from from one to twenty five or thirty, uh, this team are, are very good. And and there's pressure on them all because this girl is equally as good coming behind them that are looking for for for, for the jersey and looking for to play with Dixborough, which is unbelievable. It certainly is. Tom, I know you're a busy man, but I sincerely thank you for taking time out to have a chat with us on Come On Kind. Congratulations to yourself, to Neve, to all of the family. Well done to everybody in Dixborough. We probably won't be getting a chance to chat to you before next week is over because this is our last podcast. So to yourself, to all your family and to everyone in Dixborough, from ourselves here on Come On Kind, we'd like to wish you and everyone a very, very, very happy Christmas. And hopefully it's going to be peaceful for everyone and that you'll enjoy it, which I think you will this year, um, and that 2024 will bring a lot of happiness for yourselves as well. Martin, thanks ever so much, and happy Christmas to you all. And thank you very, very much, and up the borough. <laughs> up the borough is right <laughs> Tom thanks a million for joining us and we'll let you get back to it there um, and we'll chat to you very very soon thank you very much Martin God bless Bye. that was Tom O'Donoghue they are having a chat with us of course his daughter Neve came on as a substitute yesterday and contributed to a brilliant game sure Tom is a very passionate man as you can feel and we had to get him on because we had him at the preview show before the Leinster final out in Dixborough um, and he's a great character as well but let's get into the match a small little bit girls because I mean it's the very first time we, we we never said it publicly let's be fair and honest about it We're, we always do these things and there was a reason for that because sometimes the underdog tag can suit a team very very well and it certainly did that and while we were talking behind the scenes in the backgrounds etc we may not have blown up Dixborough as much as maybe we would have liked to hype them up a small little bit because we knew and we felt maybe something from this team but Onion Paula I think the makings of this team and I hope they won't mind me saying it was the actual loss to Thomastown last year because I think that was the kick in the backside that they needed for them to focus to get into the zone to see maybe where they could have been and my god what a difference a year makes yeah like I think certainly after losing to Thomastown in the county final last year they were obviously you know devastated from it and I suppose heading into that particular championship last year 
they were red hot favourites to you know do the double they'd, they'd won the county final the year previous so I suppose like they, they certainly had a target on the, on their back straight away and I think Thomastown coming in the unknowns there was an awful lot of talk oh Thomastown they're not they're not the team they were they're after losing a lot of players that probably added, I suppose, added to the fuel that was really given Dixburg the, the tag of being, you know, the number one team at, at that stage. But this year they came out and they just, as Aoife said, and as a lot of the girls have said in their interviews, they're literally just taking one game at a time. They weren't losing the run of themselves. Um, they were just ticking along nicely. Um, they were keeping everything very cool, calm, and collective. Um, yeah. And then they were just they were just going about their business. There was no, like. I think yeah, we all kind of knew that they were probably going to be there thereabouts at the latter stages of a of a county final anyway. But I think it was very different this year. They didn't want any talk about them. They just wanted to go about and do their business and win back eight their county title and then progress onwards. And I think do you know what? I think losing that Leinster that Leinster final two years ago um, to Alert Bella, I think that's after standing to them as well. I think they're after gaining an awful lot of experience from it. And we're still looking at nearly the same players, bar maybe one or two that, you know, would have been there two years ago or there last year. We're still looking at the same group of players. And I was talking to someone after the match yesterday. The worrying thing is for the rest of the clubs in Kilkenny, they're so young that they're going to be around for so much longer. And the fact that they're underage are competing in Ryan A as well. Like, you know, that's going to that's going to stand them. Like their minors are in a Ryan A county semi-final. Like, you know, that's that's certainly it's it's bringing on the next group of players at, at a, to be at a certain level. We talked about the match, Paula, and I mean, Sarsfield certainly got a shock of their lives, I think, in the first half because Dixborough played very, very well. We said it in the build-up to the game that if Dixborough could stay with Sarsfield, we know the start they got last year against Euler de Bala and it helped them to go on and to win the game because that early goal really set them up and Euler just could not come back at them again. We said if Dixborough could stay with him and keep even within five points because we know they've went five points down to teams in the past, they never panic, they come back in, they just do as they have to do and that first 10 minutes was going to be very important for them. But Dixborough started the game so well, like they were in their faces, you could tell they were up for it, the tackling was tenacious, the play was brilliant um, and I mean Amy Clifford, if any other day I'd say was in it and she had to get that ball, I'd say the roof, if there was one on Crow Park, would have been lifted off it if she had to get because there was no way there was going to anybody stop that ball from going into the back of the net. It was unlucky, but it was certainly the start that Dixborough wanted. Oh, it was definitely the start. And what I loved about the whole thing is that, you know, the way they say you have to have a healthy respect. Mm. They had so, like, with Dixborough, they had respect, but by God, they weren't going to let anybody bully them yesterday. Nobody was going to walk all over them. Mm. They went down and the first ball that went in, you could see, you could feel the, it was like a friction of tension coming off. There was nobody going to stand back. Like, I mean, this is, as, as what's the carpe diem, they were seizing the day big time. Mm. They were going out there and were not going to let the ball, drop the ball in any way or form it. And even when Sarsfield got the goal, they didn't panic. No. no. There no, was no. a composure there. It was like, it's like, it's like, I'm sure, it's like there were sentences, trust the process. It's yeah. worked for us all year. Don't panic. We're fine. We can do this. Now, I do think towards the last few, say, 10, 15 minutes, 
I know we were saying they were dropping balls short. Mm. I think they were just starting to get out on their legs because mm-hmm. it's a big occasion, the yeah. nervous tension. Mm. But the introduction of the subs yeah, was huge. a massive, massive. And it does, you know, people are, you know, you, your heart goes out to me when they're coming off the pitch. Camogie and Hurling and all GA now is... It's also, a panel. It's a panel. Yeah. It's no longer on its own, and and well, we'll, we'll chat about them subs a, a little bit on, later yeah. on. But definitely the first half. I mean, the first, the first half. The first time Dixborough has ever went in up by points by half time. Up by points, and I couldn't get over it. I was going, and the thing is, your fear is then are they going to get complacent? Is that complacency going to set in? But it wasn't. You knew by them, even when they. I said to John, yeah, I said, Dixborough first out on the pitch. I'm a firm believer. If you're ready, busting to get out into that pitch, you're going to be the team who are going to put down the marker and you're going to win it. I said, they're going to win it now. Because they were first out on the pitch and they were, like you could see them, they're all jumping, they were bobbing. They just wanted the second half to get started and to tear back into Sarsfields again. I think we said it before that a team, and Anya has said this like this, you need to embrace the occasion. Yeah. You need to enjoy things. It looked like they really enjoyed themselves you, on the pitch. Did you watch them when they were standing out beforehand when they were doing the shaking hands with Hilda, um, with the president of the Camogie? You could see them and they shook hands and you could see them all and they were all looking to see who yeah, was looking there. To see who was there. Yeah. It in. Yeah, it they were listening to you on, on the podcast. Like it didn't phase them and I think that's what we had a slight worry about because a lot of them are quite young. You did have that worry that maybe the occasion would get them because like, I do think Crow Park has a, has a factor to play in this and I was actually listening to... Um, the analysts on RTE there at half time and they were saying the same that they did actually think that Crow Park was going to have or before the match they were saying that Crow Park was going to have a huge factor on the fact I think that actually it was Ursula was talking yeah, about Ursula it first because yeah. Sars feels like they're, they're used to playing there yes okay a couple a handful of the Kilkenny girls would have played there but may not necessarily have started by the way they might have maybe only got a run or been on a bench like, actually I think but she kind none of, of them would have started Jenny Clifford Jenny. and Kirstie Marr that, in the intermediate yeah, in the intermediate All-Ireland final in 2016 they're the only two that would have actually fully started maybe Aoife Prendergast in a league final maybe maybe but again I couldn't be 100% sure on that whereas you look at the Sarsfields girls they're used to Aoife being I think Aoife started last year did she in 2022 hmm did she not yes, start? Yes, she did. No. She did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So like, but like versus the Sarsfields, who've all. But there's a big difference between playing with your county because you know mm. with the county, like it's it's not your club, right? So what I mean by that is, there's a collection of girls that's there. You have the best, which you'd hope is the best fifteen players in the county playing together, and you know that you're probably going to have somebody. I mean, when you're playing with your club, mm. it's completely different. You know that you can trust the person beside you because you're playing with them for so long. You know if you drop a ball, you're not only maybe letting yourself down, but you're leaving the other teammates down as well. And there's a little bit of fear in that. I'm telling you, when Dixborough went out yesterday before that match their mindset was no matter who they were going to play against mm. they were better than them yeah. and they could do it but yeah. you have to have that mentality oh definitely yeah. and I'd say even if you were to sit and put them at, like to put them up against any county yeah. team even yesterday they would not have taken a step backward because there was no fear there no. and there was patches in the first half where I actually felt like Sarsfield thought that all they had to do was turn up oh I don't oh, disagree with one. you yeah, yeah more I than really one. did and I kind of felt like you're getting your comeuppance here and I think especially when they got that goal, I think they were like, right, we're going to tear on from here. And it, I don't want to say it was disrespectful, but it was silly of them to think that. Because I think like everybody realistically, oh, here comes the new kids on the block, Dixborough up. Who the hell do they think they are? Well, I was looking at both managements and it was, I, I just thought it was amusing because you see managements getting excited on mm. the line. 
but the borough men didn't get excited. Oh, they haven't they were, all year. No, they haven't. But on the other hand, then, because the Sarsfields management yeah. was down underneath us, everything was was yeah. a, a drama kind of with them. Mm. Do you know, there was a, but they were, they were continually agitated on the line and the borough men were walking up and down and encouraging and there was But no I'd say if you stuck a bomb in under Donald Carl or any of that management team, they wouldn't they flinch. They wouldn't flinch, no. Yeah. And it shows on the players as well. And even I spotted Shane Foley at one stage having to send them back because they kind of, they, they veered out of their area mm. and Shane or Justin I'm not sure which no, not Shane, yeah. was shoving them back over and there was no bother just sorry yeah. and hands up and but I think one of the big catalysts was the reaction Katie Byrne got a yellow card yeah now for a girl that's playing for her first time at Cole Park to get a yellow card in the first what was it via 10-15 uh, minutes? minutes 15 minutes yeah I, it was early in this it was the first half of the first half yeah I, I, I reckon around 18-19 yeah around with that yeah. right for a girl at that stage you have two options. You either are going to, oh my God, if I get another card, I'm going to go off. Oh my God. Or, mm. you know, she or, like she hadn't got a card. Or she went out and played like she yeah, hadn't got a card. Yeah, not that cards. run that she made. That was phenomenal. That was some lift. Mm. And you could hear there was, it, like her pace, oh, Jesus Christ, it was like looking at Greyhound come now traps. Mm. She just bombed down the line. But you could see you could feel the electricity in the rest of the team. Mm. They yeah. knew she could do Ursula this. They know she was actually disappointed because I listened back to she it today. She was disappointed she didn't take the shot herself. And I, I, and she'd have scored it as well. And I said to you in the second half because I know Katie when she was younger would have played in the forwards. I said, oh, I wouldn't be surprised now if she goes for a shot mm. here and she didn't. She passed it off. Could you imagine the roar though yeah. that would have went up because I mean but you're, you're that, talking about greyhounds. I'd say if you put her up against a greyhound she'd have won hands but down. But even at that it yeah. gave such a lift. Mm. Huge. Yeah. And it's just... It, was, it wasn't just one occasion. No, but like there, the, was, there was two or three, but it showed the mentality that of was there. all of them. But yeah. that was just an example of the mentality. They were not going to take, like. But I have. I think. I, yeah, I think we have to praise the backs immensely because I mean, I know Siobhan McGrath got the the goal, um, but I mean Jane Cass. Tara Clifford, Katie Byrne, Kira Phelan, Quiva Dowling, Neve Phelan. I mean, they were really like a solid unit. I mean, mm-hmm. that one little slip, and it came from. I'm going to say it. A bloody sharp puck out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, we don't I, I like don't, those, no, do we? we don't. And it happened in the Leinster final, I think, it as is. well. And they should have known from it. Because and they were looking the Leinster final. Yeah. The goal didn't come off of it because it was in the last few minutes, and and it was great heroic defending by Kirsty in the goal. But I turned around and I said, same thing again. And, and they got like, caught. We, we have to mention her as well. I mean, she's so solid in mm. the goal. I mean, she's a commanding presence back there, even the last shot of the game, like when we come into it. But I mean, the whole panel from 1 to 15, you mentioned Kira O'Shea earlier on to me on full time when we were in it. I mean, they're not wearing GPSs, but I would have loved, like yeah. you, to see how well, she many kilometres she yeah. ran. Laid grass in the, in, yeah. in the but that was the case with all of them lads. Yeah. Because mm. at one stage I think did we see Aoife Prendergast she was down, down on 14? Yeah. 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 Helping out. And, uh, uh, that's one thing I think that stands from they're very fluid mm. as in there's no like designated place You they automatically know where to But there's no, prima, yeah. there's no prima donnas like yeah. everybody works like it's not that oh somebody else is going to get the and work done and give me the ball. I'd say if Amity isn't up to scratch they police themselves mm. and they know themselves well enough that if somebody needs a, an arm around them to pull them on or a kick up the backside they're all well able to do it and no offence is taken which is the yeah. way it should be Yeah, you know Second half it's tit for tat it's coming in at Sarsfield's go a couple of points ahead Dixborough come back I mean I haven't been notebook with me because it's down in the car but I'm almost certain seven times in total the teams were level in the match mm. Yeah, Dixborough from what I can remember 
had two wides maximum. One. one. Only the one. One, one wide. One. In the whole, wow! In the whole, sixty-four minutes. Wow! Hundred percent success rate and freeze. And freeze, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we, mm. we'll talk about Eve in a minute. I mean, I, I've said it before. That girl doesn't have blood; she has ice. Yeah. And held Sarsfield's uh, scoreless for twenty minutes of the second half mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It, it was phenomenal but you, you did mention earlier on I mean great performance by everybody but obviously players get tired um, substitutes come in because it is a panel now and again like the last day against Lockheed Shamrocks Lucinda Gang came on turned the game around and changed things a little bit Lucinda came on yesterday as well and I, I mean this respectfully to Lucinda and she won't mind me saying it She's a big, awkward girl because the Sarsfield don't know how to handle her. Do you know what she is? She's bloody cute. Yeah. yeah. That's what she's, she's using she's, all like, her experience. She uses all of her experience and she uses her whole body, mm. her strength. But that's it. They don't the know what thing. to do with her because, yeah. I mean, uh, she'll put up her frame and she's a tall girl as well. So they don't know whether to jump in because they could foul her. Yeah. She tries to kick the ball out instead of trying to pick it up as well to give herself a little bit of space. Yeah. So the Sarsfields don't know what way she's going to go about it. The next time she could actually pick the ball up get out of the rock and get away out of it but her distribution of the ball as well like her thinking but Amy Clifford's vision mm. for one of the passes out I think no, it was Eva O'Gorman Eva got a pass point, like yeah. for it I mean in the first half yeah it, yeah it was the first but I mean that kind of vision and that kind of unselfishness you know someone's in a better position than I am give them the ball get the score great mm-hmm. but it's her vision Martin to pick the the loose player out as well no matter how many were, were tackling her or were around her I'm she going to say this now I think that's the difference in between the Dixborough team of this year versus three years ago Yeah, there's a very selfless attitude it's about doing what's best for the team yeah. mm. it's about finding the player in the best position to get the best conversion rate and that's credit to the management I think because they certainly have him very very well coached and it's all about the greater good and who can I mean it's not about getting scores if you get them great take your opportunities but if someone is in a better position give them the pass and Mm -hmm. get it into them and etc I thought it was an absolutely brilliant performance I mean I said this before and I will say it again I'm not a Dixborough man I said this with Brian Redmond earlier on this morning I'm a Kilkenny man and a proud Kilkenny man and when there's a Kilkenny team playing in it I want that team to do the bloody best that they can do and I mean I was nearly having heart palpitations above in the press box yesterday because Dixborough were playing so well five points ahead at one stage then it was down to four points and then they get a free right in the middle of the goal like I mean Kirsty Marr that last save I mean I said it before she was just commanding but everybody they fought they hooked Mm. they blocked there was no way they were going to get it and just the joy and the elation after the final whistle then to see it all come true all of the work that they have done all of the work that they started when they were in kindergarten or whatever they call it now no 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 there's a name they have on them um, nursery thank you yes (laughs) <laughs> it all came to fruition and I mean the the roar the joy unbelievable it was just it was unbelievable and mm-hmm. I just felt so proud even of the team and the achievements that they had got and all year and you'd have to credit the supporters Martin the noise the supporters made was phenomenal yeah really good and I suppose that's what you have to remember is the likes of Tom Dunhu that would have soldiered for years like there was only himself and Sinead Fry used to be there as well like I mean for a long time they were fighting a hard battle like there. you said Baron years dropped down to oh, junior yeah. like and you know thinking yeah. going back before then I remember we used to be playing against him and I don't mean it in any disrespectful way but like I mean they got trounced a good few times 
but they learned from that and they kept plugging away and that this title that they have now is not just for this mm. team it's for the whole club and go back for all those and go people back for all the people that put in all the work and it's years, like yeah. it's it's like the fruition of probably about 30 years work mm. It certainly is. The best thing about being in the media is obviously being able to gauge reaction afterwards, especially when a team wins. And we were bowels. We knew what we were doing, but I don't make no apologies for that either. We did manage to get out onto the pitch in Crow Park and we got a few reactions. And Yeah, well, that's true. Anyway, I managed to catch up with the very first fella that I met out on the pitch was Donald Carroll right after the final whistle. And this is what Donald had to say. Donald Carroll, congratulations is the word to say because what a phenomenal journey for yourselves. Is it sunk in yet All-Ireland Club Senior Champions? Not, not at all, Mark, not at all. It can't. I mean, it's really, it is, it really is great, you know. We're just so focused on the match, on the match now. The match is over, we haven't cut our bread yet. This group of players ha- is absolutely phenomenal. They never... They, they went out there to say they died with their boots on yeah. like they never gave up never, yeah they never gave up and, and Sarsis came at us and Sarsis got two points ahead did they go you know, did they go three but we, we pulled them back we pulled them back they got the goal we pulled them back you know just, but they, you've seen them all year they've been doing this all year all year and we've had to explain it after every match this is what they do they don't give up they never stop I said it to you after the semi-final that if they had to go on a bit longer you would have won by more than four points yeah. to beat the All-Ireland champions today by four points yeah. is a phenomenal achievement. Ah, no, it was great. They really, really were great. Uh, no, you'd be just delighted for them. And there's two in particular I'd like to mention. Nevo Dunhu and Orla Hanrick now have a county junior medal, intermediate medal, senior medal, and now a club all Ireland. That is some that is some record out of them in fairness. But all the girls, they were just superb. What does it mean for the club itself, like the first senior title to come to the club? And it's yourself have done it. We have, sure we've no. This is going to be great. I mean, if you look at the crowd here, so many young kids wearing maroon and white there in the stand. Every single one of them now, hopefully, they'll have a love of the game and just say coming out. Donald Carroll, congratulations. Thanks very much, man. Thank you. Kira Phelan was the next person that I caught up with and she was playing around with a couple of little smallies out on the pitch. And this is what she had to say to me afterwards. Kira Phelan, you're here with kids around you. Big smile on your face. They're not my kids. Though. Well, they're not your kids, <laughs> but they certainly have big smiles on their face yeah. like you. All Ireland champions. How do you feel? Uh, it's. I know we said it after the county final, after the Leinster final, but this one, this was the big one, and oh my God, I can't believe, I actually cannot believe it. You wouldn't believe I had a dream during the week that we won. So I'm like, is this a dream or is it not? But I'm absolutely buzzing. I just, like, it showed the testament to our group of players and management, the subs coming in, everyone did a job out there. Even when we were down, we had to get back up and we drove it on and we've been doing it all year. And thankfully, we came out on top today and I'm just so proud of everyone in the club, management, players, everyone, for what we've achieved this year. It's just incredible. Talk to us about the match because it might have looked like that there was heavy hits going on out there. I mean, it certainly looked physical to the field that way when you were playing it. Yeah, it did, yeah. And even like, it, it, the, the pitch is in immaculate condition, but those hard hits, people are cramping towards the end. Like, we were running, it was a running game on both sides from Sarsis. They're just an exceptional team. And that's why they were going for three in a row this year because they are one of the best teams in it and they are the toughest. But thank God, we just went with our game t- plan today and we, we got on top and, and we just pushed on from there, so we're delighted. I mean, it's been a phenomenal year. County champions, that was your main aim at the start of the year. But now Leinster champions. 
All Ireland champions. Unreal. I, I actually can't believe it. I just, it's it's so surreal. Like it, it hasn't sunk in yet, and like it just like it's thing. It's it's a dream. Like it actually is a dream come true, and I'm just so proud of everyone management and. And just like a lot of people kind of said we were underdogs coming through, but I think it showed when we came out at Kilkenny, we were behind in every single game and we dug it out, we dug it out. And that was the work that we did with David Carroll. And we just kept pushing and knew that there was something special in that group. And we did today and just, I'm actually just over them. I don't think it's going to sink in for a while. The underdog tag though seemed to suit you an awful lot coming into it. It kind of took the pressure off you instead of coming in as, you know, favourites or whatever. You come in as the underdogs a little bit under the radar. It certainly worked. Yeah, it did. Like an we never came out of Leinster um, before so maybe that did work in our favour and we pushed on from there but yeah I think underdogs was, was a good way to go in and, and, and we did and we came out on top so I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm speechless I'm absolutely speechless now Are you ready for this? You are All-Ireland champions Woo! Go celebrate! Thanks man! Yeah, well done to Kira and everybody there. And even listening back to it, I'm starting to well up again here with all of the emotion that was going on after it. Quiva Dowling and Kira O'Shea was down near the tunnel after speaking with their families afterwards as well. They were excited, so was everyone else around them. Let's hear what they had to say. Quiva Dowling and Kira O'Shea, I mean, we may be getting ushered off the pitch. I don't care, I'm saying post here. But I mean, what an unbelievable achievement for yourselves. Yeah, unreal. Um, can't put into words. Just amazing. Coming up to the end there, the final whistle blew. It was just the icing on top of the cake now for the year. I think that we had, I think it kind of sums up. Everybody was doubting us and saying we were lucky here and there, but I think that put the nail in the coffin now that we deserve to be where we are. Kira. We saw you coming off there in the second half. I mean, you ran yourself into the ground. It felt like you were going to fall down at some stage. What's the feel playing out? What's it feel like playing out there? Oh yeah, stop. I'm not used to the midfield, a bit more running involved, alright. I was definitely <laughs> my legs were killing me there by the end and even coming out celebrating it was tiring enough, but I didn't even think that time was up then at that stage, but oh, thank God we got there anyway. Or even Orla Hanrick was saying there yesterday, she's like, last year. Like, we would have thought it was laughable if someone said that we'd be here in Crow Park. But this year, like, I feel like we know we deserve to be here. And, like, it's, even when we, after we got out of the Kenny Championship, like, it's hard enough to get out of the Kenny Championship. But after we got out of that, like, every match we played, I felt like everyone doubted us. Like, every match, we were, like, we were the underdogs the whole way up. And it's just... As Kiva said as well, it's just great to show like we deserve that win today, I think. You certainly did deserve it, Kiva. The more you've gone on through this competition, I mean, to win the county was great, then your Leinster title, but to come along and win the All-Ireland title with this group of girls is something special for this team. Yeah, like you're looking at the amount of hard times we have had, but I must say it all goes out to the management today. Like they, they have the belief in us. Like they instilled that at the start of the year, and when they believe it's easy to pick up, then we mightn't have had it fully at the start, but I think we have it now, and we know. But just everyone there, you can see it. Never, everybody just keeps going, never stops, even when it's down. It's always in the back of your mind. You can come. Someone was saying that all the matches we've been behind at half time, but I think it's stood to us today that the heads never went well, someone who didn't stop running either in the midfield along with Kia Roche is Ava Gorman and Ava joins me as well Ava unbelievable achievement for yourself for this group of players you're an All-Ireland champion I know I'm absolutely <coughs> speechless it's a dream come true it's what you dream of when you're a little girl going to training at 8 10 years of age and to be able to do this in Crow Park with your club sisters Sarah's on the panel girls you've been training with since you've been 8-10 years old it's just a dream Go and keep talking, we'll come with you. Yeah, no, and you know, like we fought to the bitter end, 
Um, it's what we do in our matches. Um, you know, it's such a tough match there. Sarsfields were the toughest there and at the end of the day it's what counts at the final whistle and we were we fought hard and we pushed it out to the end well we're being ushered off here but you are an All-Ireland champion congratulations go celebrate yeah we were being ushered off alright by the stewards which is something I don't like because if a team wins an All-Ireland final they're entitled to celebrate um, afterwards I know they're only doing their job as well and it was late in the night and they had a long day to be fair to them but I mean teams do have to have a chance to celebrate but anyway that doesn't matter because I will always get the interviews in now I did have to do a little bit of editing on this one for the radio because we can't leave it go out it didn't matter on the podcast it is edited a small little bit but I managed to catch up with Kirsty Marr and Amy Clifford and a couple of more later on in the middle of it as well. Let's hear what they had to say. Kirsty Mayer, come over here to meet your beside your family. No better people here behind us. How has this or has it sunk in yet? You are an All-Ireland champion with your club. Oh, unbelievable. Like I said to you the last day against Lockheed, but I'm not, I'm not going to cry this time. But I'll do that for you. That's what it's all about. You said I'm up here with my family, surrounded by my family. It's not just everyone. It's just that this year, just that type bond. Everyone has been there for each other, whether it's the parents, the grandparents, cousins. Everyone has come out in force. And it's a, it's that's what drives us on. We do it for everyone. Talk about doing it for everyone. Amy Clifford is here beside me as well. Amy, you're here with your family as well. A surreal moment to be under the lights here in Crow Park and for anyone to say you're an All-Ireland champion with your club. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, I actually... It's still... It actually... It doesn't feel real. Um... I never ever thought we'd be here and it's a dream it's an absolute dream come true It's been a special year for this group of players I mean I talked to Kira earlier on the main goal for yourselves was the county title but to go along then and win Leinster and to win the All-Ireland Series it's been a phenomenal achievement for you Yeah 100% Martin like from last year getting bet in that county final it just completely taught us a lesson like never give up put everything in and I think that's what got us over the county final Leinster final and today also Kirsty that last ball that last passage of play was a little bit crazy there you were five points ahead then it went to four points they get a free right in the middle of the goal it comes along and your save put the ball out to the sideline and the referee's final whistle went what was it like in that moment when I heard the ball just bounce off the boss of the hurl, I didn't even look to where it went. I looked at Ray Kelly, with the whistle in his mouth, blew it up, that was it. But just as, as what he said earlier on, you're not just doing it to be, oh, brilliant save made. It's not. It, but everyone else out on that field puts in, as Amy said, the hard work, the running, the sprinting, the wanting to get sick. But what a journey it has been, and it's been, it has been worth every step of the way. Another player that has been worth for is Asha McCarty, who is here joining me as well. Asha, phenomenal achievement for the club, phenomenal achievement for yourself. You had a great game out there again today. How does it feel to be an All-Ireland champion? Oh, indescribable, absolutely unbelievable. Um, it's team effort. Like Again, this has never, ever been done in the club before. And 
to go out this year and we just put everything into it and we built such character along the way like all the matches we had like they just built so much character and you could see it there in the second half like even when we went down again like I just knew we were going to come back in the end and pull away and thank God we did What did it feel like playing out in that game there in an All-Ireland final I mean you've been here with Kilkenny at different times but to have the support behind you that you can hear is even here as we speak with all the, the players going over to their family the support was unbelievable but how did it feel to be playing in a stadium like that with your club? Oh it's unbelievable it's sure everything you dream of when you're growing up like it's great and all with the county and we are there thereabouts every year with Kilkenny um, we're lucky to but with the club this year like I think we only won our first senior county title five years ago or that and to win the All-Ireland here today is just absolutely unbelievable it's so special doing it with the girls you're growing up with and the girls you go to school with and everything it's just it's so special Well guess what go join those special players you are an All-Ireland champion go celebrate Thanks very yeah, we have an All-Ireland champion is right. Well, I managed to catch up to Jenny Clifford afterwards. I really have to say thank you to Ted and to Don Lance. Tommy Ball in particular there as well because, I mean, we were down, we were hoping to get a few interviews out in the tunnel. We were actually brought into the dressing room afterwards into the warm-up area and we had unlimited access to players for interviews and everything that way. And it's not very often that you actually get that to happen. So thank you so much to the Dixborough Club they've been so accommodating all year to be fair to everyone but I managed to catch up with Jenny Clifford a very happy Jenny Clifford an emotional Jenny Clifford and an emotional me in the middle of it as well but there's nothing new there either let's hear what Jenny had to say Jenny Clifford I know you want to celebrate she said to me before I came up can this be short well it can and it can't because I mean you're the team captain you are the first Dixborough woman or male at senior level to walk those steps and get the trophy how does it feel? It's look. If I just said it to the girls, if I didn't have my speech there, I'd be absolutely speechless. Um, but it's an absolute dream come true, to be honest with you. Like, like it's what you dream of growing up as a as a teenager to be with your sisters and your best friends. And look, I, I'm absolutely honoured to be standing up there representing the girls and lifting the cup. But like each and every one of them I'm so proud of everyone we dug deep this year and when people didn't back us we, we backed each other and we're absolutely delighted now to be All-Ireland champions and why wouldn't you be delighted I mean it's been a phenomenal year to win back the county title was the goal at the start of the year to win Leinster then to win the All-Ireland semi-final get to Crow Park but to actually do it at your first attempt I, you don't, don't, don't start you're going to get me going now in a second as well so you are but I mean you said it to me after the Leinster semi-final I was talking to yourself and Aoife on the pitch you said this is a group of players we stick together we fight together by Jesus did you fight together today? Oh yeah look I, I definitely think we keep our supporters on, the to- on their toes sometimes but no look we in fairness we got David Carroll in what was this year and he's been a massive boost in um, psychology wise um, he's made us be able to deal with positions where we're uncomfortable and it's just been absolutely amazing we're, we've been in uncomfortable positions all year and we've dug deep and, and delighted to be standing on the other side of it to be honest with you Martin they're waiting for their captain inside <laughs> to start singing Jenny Clifford you're an All-Iron champion congratulations go celebrate thanks a million thank you yeah, an All-Ireland champion is right. And as I said, coming down in the car yesterday, that'll never be able to be taken away from her either. A great honour it is to climb up those steps, as Anya will tell you. she done it in 2016. It's been nerve-wracking getting up them steps, especially if you forget your speech.
and have to try and get someone to run back and get the speech for you. But it happens. Yeah. That happens. Banner. Yeah, <laughs> David Lanigan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't actually mean to bring that up because I actually forgot that did, that did no. happen. Yeah, I'd never heard that. I actually, I wrote Ginger. out. I wrote no. out the speech. I think maybe two or three days after we'd won the All Ireland semi final and parked it and left it. There. I thought it was Irish, but two or three days after no. the All Ireland final because <laughs> you fucked up that one. No, no, after the All Ireland semi final and then parked it. And I remember it was like getting on the bus or getting off the bus in Crow Park, and I hand it to David and I said uh, mind that if I need it give it to me after the match and sure he was jumping around the place he was jumping around Crow Park and I was like hello I need to speech because they were dragging me up the steps and I was like I just have to get this speech uh, Tom, here, Tommy's on. a great fella to get yeah. the people up the steps quickly so he is in fairness to him but yeah um, look I mean Eva Prendergast we have to talk about her we did a bit of audio with her in the dressing room yesterday but the amount of noise that was going on in the background it was actually uh, inaudible and we couldn't uh, let, use it or listen to it but I mean she was on airing yesterday. I mean, nine points, seven of them for freeze, a hundred percent record. I said it earlier on in the podcast that girl does not have blood in her system. She has ice running through her veins because I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a Kamogi player take a free like her. She's unbelievable. But you know what it is? Like it's the commitment that she has to the game and this is why she's so good at it. Like she's she's like a typical role model whereas like she practices what she preaches. Like she could be telling young ones you need to be outside, you need to be practicing hitting the ball after left side hitting the ball after right side practicing your freeze because that's what she's doing. Do you know like she's constantly practicing like like And she's constantly coaching in the club as exactly, well. Exactly. Like so do you know what? She just she has worked so so hard you know, over the last couple of years to, you know, put a stamp on, we'll say, on a Kilkenny team. She was being captain of the Kilkenny Seniors, All-Ireland winning captain. Now she's an All-Ireland club winner, player of the match in the final. Like, well, she has this been way. their main person all year. Correct. And Denise has now gone to Australia. We don't think that she's going to be any part of the Kilkenny setup. I mean, we do need a decent free taker when we're there. She slits, as for me, she slots right in there as the perfect candidate. Yeah, 100%. And she has a great range from what we saw mm-hmm. yesterday because she took, she got a one that I thought was out of her comfort zone mm-hmm. yesterday and it went straight over the black spot. Yeah, no, she's excellent. Like, she's just, but she has been, like, and even just, even just talking to her, like, She's just even you know just, is just a nice girl. Like, yeah, she's just really, I hate really Lord, nice. She's just sound out. Yeah, what yeah, you yeah. see is what you get. Yeah. There's but no ways or graces. Uh, correct, but it's not only her. Like it's literally the whole mm. team. I mean, when you went to him yesterday, apart from Emma Tyne who ran away from me again and I am she did She ran away. She would not do the interview. Hard to believe um, she's related to Nikki and the great chat we had with Nikki the other on night. On Friday nights, yeah. yeah, it was brilliant. But I mean, it, just the whole team. I mean, the management has always been open even the week of the All-Ireland Finals to try and get a few interviews out of them no matter how many girls we asked out on the pitch it was always oh, yes nobody yeah. said no I have to say the highlight for me was Rachel Dowling because um, we're it's sort of a standing joke that now Rachel has an All-Ireland medal mm. and oh, her dad funny. Mark doesn't Oh I, I said so it to the ma'am um, the, he, the he last day he was up, he was he was up, up in the stands stand. myself and Rachel were talking and I waved up and I put up one finger and pointed to Rachel and then I put up a zero and pointed to Mark <laughs> he gave me a gesture back <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just thought I just said you know what it, it's just you could just feel the, the, mm. like the, it was but just, he's not he's not going to begrudge that medal to her because no. I mean as much as Mark 
Cork and the boys the time they were playing would have loved to win uh, an All-Ireland medal it hasn't happened and the well, girls like the, like the, the girls have done it Paula and it should also be said it yeah. should also be said that some of those girls played with their school today in a, in a camogie match so not only were they all Ireland champions mm. yesterday or on an all Ireland winning team yesterday they had to go and play with their school today they couldn't have had a day's rest though. absolutely I'm, 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 not, I'm not even going to go into that because I'll only get myself in trouble on this thing but whoever whoever in their right mind pencilled in a schools game after an all Ireland club final yeah, and you would have uh, had I'm a good, good no, cohort probably that's terrible the extended panel and you would have in had both squads I would say uh, yeah you know so it's just it's terrible Tough going, but look. Either way, the girls won. I'd say yeah. now uh, on a high. I don't know who won that match today. I can't find a result for it, but maybe some. But it was played. Probably yeah, it was. was. And interestingly enough, in this game, compared to like, okay, regardless, forgetting about we say the Kilkenny Championship, when you look at the Leinster Championship and the All Ireland series, Dixborough had more scores. Dixborough had more scores yesterday than they had in any of their previous matches. Yeah. Eight. They're two infielders and they're six fours all going to score worse. And every single one of them scored from play. Yeah. And I thought it's maybe Jane Cass could have got one. Yeah. And I thought Katie Byrne could have got, got one. one. Yeah. And you're sort of going, go on, go on, get it over, let it over. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. But like, I, I tell you, no, it, it was phenomenal. I mean, the, the whole team, it was phenomenal. It's been a great year for them. I mean, you're no longer the, the last team that has won an All-Ireland final I mean it's taken 17 years to do it but I don't think anyone would begrudge the fact that Dixborough was the team to do it Paula's you know, yeah you know, she probably know. will you yeah, know, you, you, know you, want, you want to keep the record Look, for I'm as delighted. long as possible I, of course you do you want to keep the record for as long as you can but lads as a whole for Kilkenny Camogie I do feel that this could filter into our yes. senior team into all of our teams and that like to see I do think with a lot of teams it's belief in yourself and the belief that you can do it and when when your backs are to the wall that if you keep doing the same thing and follow the process and if you've been having success with it you will have success again and I suppose if anything has been learned from this is that whether you're four points down at half time or one point down at half time the only score that matters in the end is the full time score mm-hmm. and exactly. you have to stay fighting till the full time oh, score yeah, definitely. till the final whistle definitely oh yeah it's hard to know what to say after that but it is coming nearest this was playing in Crow Park yesterday you had from the headphones to probably hear it but it is the Black Eyed Peas it is I Got A Feeling because the song says tonight is going to be a good night well I think it's been a good great year we started the podcast a couple of years ago we didn't think that we'd still be here five seasons in but we are we've had a journey and a half to go through commentaries podcasts come on kind team of the year but to be in Crow Park yesterday and watch a very special final by a very special bunch of girls was an absolutely fantastic accomplishment achievement and a privilege for us all we are here in the KCLR studios we have to thank some people to Ken McGuire our engineer who produces the podcast and everything I have you on mute there at a minute sorry can I ask a question before you decide to sign off I think it would be remiss not to ask this question and you're going to give up but you're always asking Anya peculiar questions so I'm going to ask a peculiar question tonight and it's not peculiar just the next by the time we we reconvene the podcast you will be Leinster chair and it was just during the week during the today I just thought wouldn't it be nice to get your thoughts on where Camogie in Kilkenny is after your 10 years 
in an executive position and what the, some of the highs and lows or what you think I love it this is great oh I'm watching <laughs> and it would be remiss of us I think not to ask the question oh definitely it? definitely yep the Black Eyed Peas are still going to play in the background right I'm going to leave them play in the background um, Camogie has never been as good in the county I think it's never been as strong I think if there's a couple of things that can be tweaked a small little bit we can be a very dominant force over the next number of years I would like to see it being a little bit dominant mm-hmm. I would also been coming in as Leinster chair I would like to see a bit more competition in Leinster as well I would like to see the likes of Wexford's the likes of Dublin's the likes of Offaly's coming back in and getting up to the top level as well and while I am a Kilkenny man and taking over from Leinster it's not good to have the same team having a final win without a little bit of competition and I mean that respectfully I mean it's no, great to see No we need the Offaly's and the Wexford's to be It's great to see Waterford coming back up as well great to see them in an All-Ireland final they've put it up to the Munster champions they've started to come up we need to see that little bit of competition coming into Leinster as well I think we need to concentrate a small little bit more on championship teams Dublin stop putting in two teams in certain competitions and concentrate on one I think it's a tier one county we need to try and start doing that we haven't won an under 16 title since 2008 it's a long time we didn't win a senior club final for 17 years that was stopped yesterday I think Camogie is on a high I think the integration process will happen I think the new rule changes while I agree with some of them one or two of them I don't agree with and a little bit of change is probably needed in that as well it's nice to see the bit of the contact coming involved in it as was I, seen yesterday and it's good to see it I think we need more female officials I think for a female orientated sport I don't think we have enough female officials at the top it's great to see Liz Dempsey doing so well at senior level and at inter-county level it's great to see Kira Murphy and Vivian Holmes doing it here in the county but we need more um, and as part of my mantra for Leinster that will certainly be something that I will be looking at to try and get more officials at Leinster level as well because you look at the Peter Downey Academy yesterday Peter no was woman. a great man no female at all at all no. why I don't know is it the abuse the fear of the abuse it's something we need to look at but it's something and I don't I think it's at. just as as uh, as official level Martin I just like you and I are campaigning a long while I'm involved probably the bones 30 years and you're not far off of me between one thing and another and I just see the amount of females even involved in management teams in charge of teams is very scarce as well and is there a reason why I don't know we have loads of ex-players we have loads of interested people why are some of those people not putting their hands up and being seen but sorry, I didn't mean to cut across you because I don't often get you on a roll. But anything else that you... What have you seen change or improve or anything that we did that didn't come off as we thought it should? For ourselves in the county, um, I think the workload and the volunteer has gone too much. Huge. Um, I think the amount of red tape involved with volunteers is crazy and for to think that one person can even do a secretary's job now when it's becoming a 24 hour 7 it's crazy I mean there's paid professionals now in the GEA to take over the secretary's job because it's that much work and they're expecting volunteers to do it as well I think we've had some of the 
the best secretaries around the counties that we have had in place. I know Teresa Elward was there as secretary. She's now gone to the chair. Um, Sheila Norris was there as secretary before she took over uh, the chair as well. Teresa Hunston is doing a fantastic job. But I mean, again, Teresa works a full time job. Yeah, and there's a the lot ama- of paperwork. The amount of work that has to be done. I include all of you here in the room as well. Um, I mean, Paula is the registrar. The amount of stuff to try and get registrations right to make sure players are all legal and able to play without recourse and uh, stuff coming back to bite them in the backsides with not having their insurance paid, etc. Mm-hmm. It's a huge job. She works full time as well. The job of the children's officer is gone unbelievable with the amount of paperwork that has to be yeah. done. Um, the club secretary's job, I mean, is is far the worst job that you could say in a club for the administration point of view. But I think the deadline's view. coming down from Crow Park. They need to sit back and, and realise that people won't be on their email 24-7, that they have jobs and some of the deadlines that they give to answer emails is very unrealistic. No, I have to say, email deadlines has to stay because... If no, you, I understand they have to say, but there's no have, point in no, sending ha- them yeah, down correct. with sharp they, ha- they have to be done in a timely manner yes, and I do it's, agree it's with that. It's the time frame you're talking about because, yeah. like, I mean, if you're working all week, there's some evenings whereby you won't get time to look at, at, at your emails. Email. Or, and you know there's stuff correct. after coming in. It's just like, you know, give us a week's notice, not just two or three days. Yeah. That's all. It's just like yeah, logistics. But no, I I think Kil- Kilkenny has been in a good place over the the last number of years. Yes, I've been involved more than the ten years when I started out all them years ago. Even as a young referee for you, at fourteen years of age, doing county finals at sixteen years of age, or yes. when Liam Dunn Jesus, yourself. Jesus, you involved that long? What is Lillian involved that yeah. long? Oh Jesus. Um, I remember actually one day I was doing a, a county final for herself and I know Wine Gap I, th- I can't remember who they were playing afterwards but I know Wine Gap was betting it anyway but Liam Dunn came out to me afterwards and I wasn't even driving at the time and he said to me Jason Martin he said I'm stuck for a referee above in Leinster he said in Ratdowney and That's I can't right. get anybody else is there any hope at all he said the two teams is up in Ratdowney at the minute waiting for a referee could you get up and do it for me and I in Bennett's Bridge went to do the match up in Ratdowney for them and that's how long I've known you and that we're involved like so um, Camogie has really changed for the betterment I think it's I think so too for the but it's but it's 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 a question that I that should be asked of you because you're moving on to I don't know are the greener pastures but we'll say they're greener pastures well hopefully they are, are. greener I, pastures I haven't sat down I have a couple of things that I would like to see the female referees is definitely one of them and I know I probably had a spat with a referee a, a little while ago um, because of my job in the media now and commentary and the whole lot but like as I always say nothing is ever personal when it comes to this it is an opinion based production uh, or job and a referee's opinion may not be the same as our opinion mm. when we're doing it we're all entitled to our opinion we'll shake and hands after it Lil and we yeah. never take anything and I suppose personally. the way I look at it is we're, we have been advocates <laughs> for officials and well anybody knows that I mean we've how long are we at this podcast on you know three years three and years. we're nearly at referees abuse with three years and yep. uh, stopping and not like, just and we, we even abuse. called it out yesterday yeah. which what went on at half time yes, like yes, with yes. the referees we said it like there was no place for it and anybody to do that should actually be put in the stand for the second half but there's a couple of areas that I would like to work on um, I'm not going to say what they are at the minute we'll do that when we take office on the 13th of January I'm looking forward to it there's huge to fill um, no doubt about that whatsoever but it is going to be an enjoyable occasion and I've enjoyed my time with Kilkenny to be fair 
Now I'll fire another question at you now while we have you on the spot. <laughs> Jesus. For 20 for 2023. <laughs> we're going to go home now. But just say, what would be if you could have three wishes for 2023 from a Kogu's perspective? Short and sweet, what would they be? That's to everybody really. Or 2024, sorry. Jesus, I'm still going backwards this time. For next year, three things that you would like to see happen. You're really putting me on the spot here now. I'm um, asking all of you, all of you. I would love to see Kilkenny winning an intermediate and a senior All-Ireland. Really an intermediate one. Obviously a senior one too, but I think we've a very good group of players there at intermediate. Um... I think player I think more women lady officials female officials would be huge I think that's really really important I'd love to see it kind of this stage where and I know it's not going to happen next year but it would be great in an ideal world it would be great to see every Camogie game officiated by a female referee but that's like it's not that's yeah, but this is, yeah. Yeah, we're allowed to have this is our dream yeah. our dream wishes yeah. um, and I would love to see that's about, more that, that's nearly five to ten years away yeah. like at the minute realistically I would love to see more um, Camogie games televised Three, very good wishes you went to four well Marty in the car definitely promotion yeah. is one of them I think that's good Um while we have come on leaps and bounds in the last number of years I can't understand why the intermediate game wasn't televised yesterday as well as the senior game when both of them were in Crow Park at the same venue and that and we need to do more about getting promotion in the sport I would love I suppose and this has been a bit greedy but as Leinster chairman especially in my first year to definitely presenting a couple of cups to Kilkenny like it's always nice to do it to your captain um, and for my third wish um, I would love to see integration happen in 2024 but on an equal footing that everybody is looked after in the same way and not with just token gestures and I mean that nicely Meaningful Meaningful Yeah But there's a lot of investment Needed in that And that is all down To government etc But if that was me um, I, I definitely would have The fourth one as well Which would be the The more female officials I'll work on that one I'll get the magic on there For the two of you Well Lillian Number one probably That I don't have to Stand anybody down At county finals Next year That everybody oh, has Their stuff in gear She's <laughs> like <laughs> a broken record <laughs> And I don't have to go chasing people for their information. Like, it's basic common sense. Is that two wishes or one, lads? Uh, it's, ne- it's nearly two. It's no, three. that's only one. Jesus. Obviously, that Kilk- if, it would be great if Kilkenny could win both. Actually, I want to know 16 All-Ireland. I was there when they won the five in a row. We haven't won one since. I was actually sec- county secretary for one of those five in a row of count- All-Irelands. Like we're talking about prehistoric times here. I know. I'm not that old. I started very young. Um, that if we could have a clean sweep, that we have under 16, minor, intermediate, and senior next year. That would be fabulous. Second fabulous. wish. Okay, and the third one. The third one. That we all continue to enjoy our camogie and that everybody sits back and sees what's been done and understands the workload and the amount of time and effort goes in to making sure that every girl in the county is accommodated 
in their camogie life and that you know that matches are played on time and that all of that hold on now you're getting carried away you're just that's stretching yeah. that yeah, word yeah, you're yeah. getting greasy now lost the yeah. right. are, yeah, we, no, are, we, are we okay because we didn't I mean, hear Paul is four no I haven't got any wish but I thought <laughs> there was only three see you made it four what, what's your three wishes then Paula You've had time now to be listening. I'd the- like for people to realise the amount of work that has been done by officers of clubs and county boards and to actually put their hands up and put their head above a parapet and give a hand out. Even if it's only something small, that you take over washing jerseys, I don't know, a co- coaching, get involved in some way. Don't be mouthing, don't be giving out, step up to the parapet, give a hand. That's the main one. And everything else, like you've already said, just win loads. And you know what, lads? Keep the juices flowing. Keep enjoying it. Because I do find you can get a bit stagnant. Mm. And at this time of the year, like you're ready just to turn off all camogie phones and everything else. You don't want to hear anything else. And I'd also just like to wish you the best of luck in your role as Leinster Absolutely. chairperson. Thank best you. Best of luck, Martin. Thank you very much. And happy Christmas. Right. Happy Christmas. Before we do this, I'm going to continue on because I do want to finish with that few people. So I do I am going to put on my black eyed peas again as we hear this. <laughs> I am going to turn off the microphones in the studio here apart from my own one at the minute. <laughs> but I will continue on. So, as I was saying earlier, thank you to everybody who has listened to the podcast over the last number of ye- weeks, last number of years as well. It has been phenomenal. We have broken records here that we didn't think we would do. As I was saying earlier on, my sincere thank you to Ken McGuire from the radio station here for all of his hard work that he does in putting the podcast together, getting it out, editing most of it when it's been done, but in particular for getting us all into this in the first place and allowing us four people to actually take over a radio studio who probably know nothing about a lot that's going on and to try and produce a podcast to all of the contributors over the last number of months as well but in particular to the three as laughing like hyenas here in front of me to Anya in particular for being here nearly every week um, and co-hosting with us to Paula who is always giving her expert analysis and is always there to step in when Anya couldn't be here for her couple of vacations away but in particular to uh, to Lillian who has been producing and handing pieces of paper over to me over the last number of weeks we have enjoyed it immensely to the Camogie Association staff to Bridget Ryan to Caroline Horton to uh, Jill Walters and to Lizzie Broderick as well who has given us access to pitches after matches as well it's very much appreciated ladies and I know you get an awful lot of grief off a lot of people but we certainly do appreciate it because without your help and without your support we would not be able to do what we do here to Linda Kenny the Leinster chairperson who has always been on the other end of a phone when we're here at the podcast either on a rule change or a little piece of information but even her guidance as well it's been very much appreciated Linda I know you're listening every week and I know that I have very big shoes to fill when it comes to next January but I hope that I will do half as good a job as what you do it is coming up to Christmas it is the week of Christmas we have enjoyed our year immensely and hopefully that you have enjoyed listening to us waffle on a small little bit as well from us all here on Come On Kind to each and every club secretary to each and every club player we wish you a very happy Christmas to all of our winners of county competition well done you deserve them but in particular to Dixborough on their victory yesterday it's one that I will not forget for a while and it's something that we will treasure for a very long time to come 
you will celebrate you deserve to celebrate and we will enjoy coming back with Come On Coint in 2024 from myself Martin Quilty from Lillian Hole and Henry Producer and for our two contributors and co-hosts to Paula Dowling and to Anya Farrell from us all here in the KCLR studios in Kilkenny it's goodbye from us all have a merry happy Christmas bye This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Oh